0: VMUG Unfiltered is a weekly podcast highlighting the successes and challenges of VMware solutions across a range of industries, company sizes, and business objectives. I'm your host, Al Rashid, and I'll be guiding each conversation to share real, unfiltered VMware stories from VMUG mentors around the world. Welcome back, everybody, to Episode 2 of VMUG Unfiltered. For today's guest, we have Francis Mondia, a Systems Administrator for NDIS. Uh Welcome, and thanks for joining us, Francis. Uh, if you could, please tell us about yourself, your background, and your experience in IT.
1: Hey, all, thanks. Um, yep, very excited to be here, and thank you for giving me this opportunity. Um, so I work as a Systems Administrator for NDIS. Um My background basically started as a Linux Systems Administrator, and then I got open into a systems administrator role for a large university in the Philippines, uh, and that's where I spent a lot, uh, most of my time, in honing my skills, getting exposed to Linux, Windows servers, virtualization, and then in, uh, all the other apps that goes with the university environment. Um, I've been in IT for the last 14 years, and I've currently, my role is as a systems administrator for NA technologies, uh, where we have uh, a full VMware stack infrastructure, which is really cool for uh, a company as I've never had a full stack VMware shop before uh, to invest all in into the entire VMware stack.
0: Great, great. So, it, you know, after all, it is a small world. Uh, just a little side note, I worked at a university in IT, so we do have a lot in common, and we can always talk about that down <laughs> the road. Yeah. Um, so if you could, describe your business environment, for et cetera, how many employees you have, mobile devices, BYOD, and anything you can elaborate on, and also if you don't mind sharing your location.
1: Um, yeah, so our company has a, a book. Uh, approximately around 100 employees uh, distributed worldwide. So we've got offices here in New Zealand, of course. Uh, it's the main office based in Auckland. I work in another location around one and a half hours away which is in a city called Hamilton, which is basically a rural community really focused on farming. Um, we've got offices in Melbourne, the UK, uh, of course, United States and India. And our users are distributed in that area. A great portion of those are actually here in Hamilton, which is our research and development um, office. So in here, we've got around, probably around 20 to 30 staff maximum. And we predominantly use Linux for desktops, uh, Windows laptops, and then some Macs on the side. And with that, uh, in terms of, of the distribution of our VMware infrastructure, we've, as mentioned, we've run a full VMware stack uh, for our main offices. So that's in Auckland and Hamilton. It's not as a state in a state where we uh, want it to be, but we hope wanted to get there. But yeah, it, 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 it's it's a great little setup from a little known country in the bottom of the world.
0: Cool, cool. Sounds like you have a variety within your environment. So with that being said, um, have business operations been affected by COVID-19? And this includes continuity with technology.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Um, as I mentioned during our initial conversations, uh, we we were kind of roped into rolling uh, the VMware Horizon solution pretty quickly from a proof-of-concept environment down to a production environment in a very short amount of time. Without getting into the details, yeah, we had to rush it through the through a weekend to let us get gets ready. On a Monday at eight a.m., uh, kind of a mad scramble. We've hit into some issues, but thankfully we were able to resolve it. And by twelve midnight <laughs> on on the Sunday, well, it's Monday morning. Um, yeah, everything everything just worked well. Thankfully, we were able to do that. Uh, as in terms of COVID nineteen um, impact. So New Zealand has, uh, by the time we got into a level of lockdown where we weren't allowed into the offices, I think we've only got someone like 48 hours when, 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 you, when we knew that that had to happen. And then, so we had to scramble from a POC environment where we got feedback, okay, this would work. This, this is okay with us and we can work through it from, from, from the former main users, which are developers here in Hamilton. Engineering team to the point where we were able to deploy it for them, and thankfully it worked out. And a lot of guys have been, have been understanding. I mean, it's not it's not perfect. We've hit we've hit some glitches along the way, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it, it works um, great at this point.
0: Okay, sounds great. So from what I gather, uh, you had this stood up prior to COVID nineteen. It wasn't necessarily live but it was readily available. And uh, it took you a weekend to, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it again, go live. There were some stumbling blocks, some lessons learned. Can you describe the uh, VMware products that assisted you during this time, you know, you know, that weekend?
1: Yeah, so um, primarily, of course, we were trying to get uh, VMware Horizon uh, desktops uh, and virtual apps um, published. Um, As a background, as I told you earlier, we were running a POC environment for uh, three, four months already. And we know the the technology works. Um, We just had to test it for developers. And that kind of took a bit of challenge because there were features that we wanted to explore more and we wanted to add to what we had. Because primarily the requirement was just a virtual desktop so that um, anyone from anywhere around the world not using a company-issued device can access, be it on you know, tablets, personal computers, laptops, even your mobile phone if you wanted to, <laughs> it does work. Um, and so from that aspect, um, we were able to make that work uh, since December of last year. So we've got everything up and running, nice and uh, clean. But you know, as we wanted to add more features we've kind of pushed back on the testing with the users and i think that's one of the things that we find out before we should have done more testing with the users uh, not just assume that you know this would be okay um but then again hey you know in in hindsight had we known that if the COVID 19 would be would impact not just the business but everyone uh, as as much as it has then we would have done things differently
0: understood understood so you kind of you did answer one of my questions about lessons learned. You know, if you could look back in hindsight, you would have done yeah. more testing prior. Are there any other lessons learned that you can add to this discussion?
1: Um, yeah. So the other the other thing that we found out was um, yeah, you have to sort your licenses properly. <laughs> um, I know Al you've probably been um, in this business for for a long time, and you, and you deal with VMware. You know, as, as I mentioned during the, the planning uh, kickoff, um, yeah, VMware tends to rename, repackage, <laughs> and rebrand their products very frequently. Especially nowadays, uh, I mean, with, especially with, like, with VMware 7, for example, everyone is thinking, oh, Kubernetes would just be available with the SXI 7. But no, you have to go into the VMware Cloud Foundation to get that. Um, and so you have to make sure that you order the right parts, for lack of a better term. Um, because what we found out was that we were expecting every, everything to run in-house, uh, the architecture actually allowed us to do that, and we were able to do that uh, during the POC, which was really great, because we wanted to keep um, our all our intellectual property in-house. And I'm, we're still trying to sort out uh, what's what, um, but ultimately what happened was we just ran things. Instead of being able to run our portal in-house, we had to run it from the cloud, and that introduced a curveball, really, because the the URL that they will give you would be your company's full URL. Like, you know, End days. We are one of our for company names is N days Measurement Systems, and it's like they will give that uh, in a very awkward um, URL. Uh, let's say if your company name is you know, amazing company, Mega Evil Corp, for example. Those four letters will be spelled out. Uh, VMware Identity com for example, and uh, it's a very long URL and it's not really user friendly. Um, so that's the thing that I guess most companies would would uh, should look out for. Um, though yeah, I was we were we are still hoping that we could bring everything in house back. We were still trying to sort that one out. Okay, that, that I think is a major thing that, that um, aside from course testing uh, to be able to do that as uh, an uh, aside from. Testing, I guess, the other thing I would, the one of the learnings is that, um, yeah, you need to be able to size things up properly because, you know, it's easy to provision stuff and not being able to know that, hey, okay, if you have users, how many cores do they need, you know, how many memory resources and disk resources, and it's pretty easy to run out of uh, resources quickly uh, if you don't um, size things properly. And that would actually take a lot of more work later on, uh, not to mention the cost if you don't do that. And of course you have to set expectations. Um, Is it gonna work the same as a desktop? Yes, most of the time. Um, but, of course, there's this other issue about, um, you know, internet connectivity, <laughs> where, you know, you just can't control what users have. Like, we, the first few weeks, we, have, we had a very active discussion, and engineers, software engineers being software engineers, of course, they'll run, they'll they'll, they'll run all these tools to measure latency and everything and all that, especially, as, you know, we've got a lot of um, Guys who are really good at networking, <laughs> they're going to bombard you with, hey, you know, in my ISP, I get this and that. And then they compare notes. Um, ultimately, you know, there's so much, there's only so much IT can do. You know, you've, you've only got a DSL connection or if you've, even if you've got fiber, but you're sharing it with six other people with their own devices and that kind of stuff. Those kind of things impact also the experience of using a remote right. desktop.
0: Right, right. So like, you know, many organizations like yours, mine, et cetera, you don't necessarily have an idea or are prepared, and I mean that in a nice way, for an increased workload demand uh, when we're hit with a pandemic like COVID-19. So, and, and to your point, resources increase, the demands for them increase, costs increase, but you have to continue uh, with little interruption and, and allow the end users and your organization to remain productive. Um, if we could now, I'm going to ask you a quick question uh, regarding yep. your employees. How has remote capability changed the workforce?
1: I guess from, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that in two perspectives. One, from an IT perspective, um, most IT would know how to work remotely, but this just gives us the added advantage of being able to provide users with a remote, uh, secure environment. Um, one of the things I've, I've, I've mentioned during the planning with you guys was that you know we one of the goals of the company was to actually provide a pane of glass environment, wherein you know users or remote contractors even could remotely access our code and all our stuff, but not being able to take it out. And Horizon was a very good in, in being able to let us do that. Um, it actually will offer a lot more flexibility for us as a business because it will allow us to, you know, engage contractors um, better and have some sort of peace of mind that they, you know, you can look at the code. I mean, you can screenshot a, a, a bazillion pages of code and type that all in. But at the end of the day, you know, you've got a secure pane of glass environment that you can you can do you can accomplish work and not have the risk of losing intellectual property or being uh, or just you know, being able to let them access that via via any device technically from any part of the world is uh, one of the big advantages that uh, that our, our horizon setup has given us
0: Good, good that's good to hear because there is a fine balance between enforcing security but not disrupting end user productivity. So it seems like, and it sounds like uh, v- VMware Horizon has provided that to you. Uh, yes. If you could, and I believe you had mentioned this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, your, or- your organization is roughly 100 employees. What yes. factors should anyone consider if they are looking for vir- VMware Horizon as a solution?
1: Um, in our case, uh one of the main drivers again was business need to be able to provide that pane of glass environment. You um, know, on a technical level, um, you need to have the you know you need to properly set your infrastructure up. Um, and although you can run it on a bare bones minimal one node configuration, as in our POC uh, environment. If you're going to deploy it into production, you need to properly, you know, architect it in a way that it allows you to have some sort of principles of redundancy, reliability, as well as some 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 obviously for performance reasons because that that will impact the user experience. Uh, like in a case in point, for example, um, when we were having our PUC, we were running it on. Uh, uh, a server which had an, which had an all flash drive, um, and then we had another application that was running off a hybrid uh, vSAN array. By the way, we 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 have a, an all flash vSAN um, system that we're running uh, the environment, which really makes a whole lot of difference uh, to those who really have the connection uh, to match it. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, you only you're only as good as what your your hardware or your infrastructure is, and being able to do that. I mean, we've we've got the benefit of having an all-flash system running uh, in a vSAN configuration, um, but you know, you you can do it from a single node. Uh, that's purely possible in a production environment, probably not, but you can do that uh, because to some extent we were. Actually, up along that weekend, we still had a single POC environment that we've been toying around with, which we eventually said, "Hey, we, you know, we've got to make do with what we have." So we had to do that and migrate that to the production environment, um, which didn't really—we didn't really want to do, but we had no choice. But then again, yeah. We, in 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 these types of scenarios when you've only got a few days really to get something up, um lucky for us, you already had some sort of infrastructure production infrastructure which we know we could trust um, Of course we have ideally you need to be able to make sure that you know your 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 virtual environment or your virtual desktop environment um is architected properly. Um, that being said, Horizon licensing kind of forces you to actually create your own separate environment for it because you'll have separate licenses for ESXi, separate licenses for your vSAN, and separate licenses for uh, for yeah for those infrastructure components anyway. Kind of um, and of course, yeah, having mentioned that those components, well, they're they're you have to be prepared for the cost. Because uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be significant in, in 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 my view. And if you're not ready for that, yeah, that can be a curveball in your preparations.
0: No, it's valid valid use uh, valid reasoning behind everything that you just described. And as we know in IT, uh, it's not a perfect world. We don't necessarily have everything at hand that we need or exactly. we would want. So you have <laughs> to make do with what you have and make the best yeah. of it. And it sounds like you and your team members have done so. As it relates to cost, and we don't have to get into specifics, but I'm just kind of curious: mm-hmm. uh, when was this decision to go with Verizon, VMware Horizon uh, driven from upper management, uh, the president, the CEO? Was this a was this an IT uh, decision? Who ultimately made the decision, and how do you see this platform addressing post pandemic needs?
1: Yeah, so in terms of driving the decision, it was really driven from the top. So the CEO wanted. To- uh, to get a pain of the pain of class experience um, at the time two years ago it wasn't high priority which is a nice to have and then eventually it came okay we really need to seriously have this environment and so for the last six months or so we've been toying around with it um setting up here the environment and then you know adding stuff experimenting what can be done because we were if, if covid19 had not cropped up we would probably still be in a poc environment albeit a very mature poc environment and still testing and we'll be adding more features really like your know, gpu enhanced vms and the um, mobile device management and all those other browsers that can come with the with the workspace on environment but yeah the, the being driven from the top was very uh, was very important as well because you know a lot of um Linux users can re- be really passionate about their desktops and their setups, and they, you know people are really hesitant for chains. If you, they've been doing that running the desktops for for a very long time, um, they're gonna be very hesitant to shift to a virtual environment. go where we have oh it's VM, so it's like all these abstractions and there's performance issues, yada yada yada, which is a which is a, a valid point, right? You just can't have the same performance in a virtual machine from hardware or workstation. That being said, VSAN an all flash vSAN really help. Like uh, I would understand if you're using a traditional iSCSI spinning disk type of thing. Because that's what that's what most people would have would have had thought of. Oh it's slow because it's using a disk with the network, blah blah blah. But with a vSAN, um, an all flash vSAN for that matter, it's really fast, um, so that really helped remove that performance perception issue. Um, and being driven from the top basically means that hey, it's it's not a, it's it's not just because IT wanted this cool new toy uh, and get more control over what you guys are doing, but the business need as well was was hammered through. Uh, and and the, that I think was very important to, to be able to make. The engineers and the rest of the stuff realize that hey, uh, we need to do this. There's a business need as so well as there's a technology need, and you know, post COVID-19, um, I see this setup. I think to be more permanent, um, because right now, as I mentioned, it's not in a in an ideal state. We want to be for us in IT we want it to be in a more ideal state where you know it's arch- it's architected properly you know it's got all the bells and whistles that, that that we want to to be able to really provide something but i guess at this point it's a good learning environment um to have um and definitely you know we i probably would muse that hey you know, we're, <laughs> we're just <laughs> we're just learning through the ropes here um but yeah, um, I, I, I see, I, I guess with the investment already done for this setup, um, I can only imagine that we will be continuing with it. Though, yeah, technically, I think if that's going to be the direction we might want, well, for, for me, I would want to rebuild it into uh, something more um, um, robust and reliable. Not that our current setup is not robust and reliable, but we want to be able to do it. Um, according to how the VMware architecture guide is, is saying, uh, so that we, we, we would be able to have more uh, reliability, robustness, being able to do a lot more stuff that we want to do. Um, because I I can only imagine, we as it is right now, we see that it solves business need, right? COVID-19 remote workforce. But moving forward um, with all the features that VMware is adding to it, um, I see that it actually has the potential to kind of be all and all kind of environment for mobile device management, you know, application streaming, as well as um, some sort of um, a remote training platform uh, that uh, we can use uh, for training, you know, people that are just not in New Zealand. Um So those are the things that I think uh, will be coming out of this um, uh, current setup that we have. So yeah, um, for me it's exciting (laughs) knowing that it's going to be there's going to be potentially um, a lot more that we will need to do uh, and to get this uh, setup you know maximized by the business.
0: Absolutely. And as they say, Rome wasn't built in a day, so it takes time. Exactly. Sometimes, sometimes you have to learn, and not necessarily saying that you are, but sometimes we all have to learn through mistakes. Uh, that makes us all better. Uh, you've definitely shared a bunch of experiences and lessons uh, based on your experience. And uh, it's interesting. And I, I think from an IT perspective, you know, end users expect no interruption. They don't expect anything to ruffle their experience. But as you described, going from, you know, using a physical workstation to, you know, connecting to a VM, et cetera, you're going to see some subtle differences. But the production and the efficiency uh, hasn't been disrupted overall. And it sounds like the adjustment period for you, your team and your end users has been relatively straightforward. There have been some bumps in the road, but, you know, you've gotten past them.
1: Yeah, I mean there there are some quirks that we're still learning. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I mean I'm just you know being able to recall you know some of the helpless tickets and then make hey you know some of the other things you've, you've kind of learned through the ropes is that you know there there will be some weird thing that will that that will happen and then you later find out that hey it's either it's uh, it's an own bug. A new bug or something that just arises because users just are users, especially software engineers. <laughs> they are really uh, very, uh, you know, the, they're, they're very talented people and they will uh, test the limits of a system. <laughs> yeah. And don't
0: break and- it. Yep, and test our <laughs> patience as well. But it is what it is. Yes. It's uh, it is we signed it is, up yeah. for it. Yep. And yep. No, I'm glad. Yep. I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate your time. Uh, I believe we kind of we touched on this briefly uh, previously uh, before this uh, podcast. My, my organization, we're currently testing Workspace One as a solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're approximately 250 employees. We're a completely mobile environment. Everyone's got a uh, laptop, uh, Windows and or Mac. And uh, with COVID-19 and what the uh, uncertain future holds for everyone around the world, uh, you have to adjust accordingly. And uh, it is a learning process for everyone. Well, Francis, with that being said, I do appreciate your time and I appreciate your input, your feedback. And uh, before we uh, uh, put a bow on this, as they say, how can our listeners reach out to you or connect with you online?
1: Right. Um, so again, thanks, thanks for this opportunity. I mean, you just mentioned Mac there, and I and I have another <laughs> more learnings for Mac to be honest um, that that I can share with you if you've, uh, offline, if you want to. Um, sure. But you know, you can reach me. You link to my LinkedIn page. You can find me there or send me an email at fbmondia at uh, gmail dot com. I'm pretty sure everyone can just be on find me on LinkedIn. And just hit me up if you have uh, you know, more questions or if I'd like to get to know people and um, you know, share some experiences with um, our uh, IT in a COVID-19 world.
0: <laughs> yep, you're absolutely right. And that's the uh, purpose behind the v, uh, v community. And that's why it continues to shine because folks like yourself and myself and others around the world are willing to give back in, in any ways possible to improve everyone's experience. Thank you again for your time. Be safe, take care, and hopefully one day we can meet in person. All right. Thanks, Al. Vmug and Filter is a product of VMware User Group, an independent, global, customer-led organization created to maximize members' use of VMware and partner solutions through knowledge sharing, training, collaboration, and events. VMUG membership is free, but you can enhance your experience through VMUG Advantage, an upgraded VMUG subscription that provides exclusive access to 365-day evaluation licenses for more than 15 VMware solutions, plus discounts on training and VMworld conferences.